0: Hello and welcome to episode 38 of your parenting podcast. This show is now the same age as myself. Um, I am your host, Jeremy Bamford. And let's just jump right in. So we've made it through the first month of school. Whatever iteration that is for your children. Um, as of right now, we are deciding to keep our children home. They're doing the the digital learning. Um, let's let's just break it down. Um, starting with why why is the tech so bad? Don't we have five G? Didn't we put a robot on Mars? I, mean, I thought I did everything right. You know, logged into Zabblezoot the correct way. I mean maybe, you know, Microsoft Teams can't handle the workload. You know, most of the time it's all pixelated and the teacher looks like she's calling us from the future. And neither of the kids are thriving in the digital environment. I mean if it's not Pokemon or Minecraft or Mario, you know, it's hard to keep their attention anyway. You know, but it's, and I've I've told their teachers like in the classroom they're they're good kids like I'm proud that my kids are good students, even if their you know grades aren't perfect. And our Grayson is in a you know a gifted class. You know Logan's just in kindergarten, but it's you know they're good students. They they like school. You know when they're here, parked in front of the computer, it just feels like work. I mean they're. You know, and then teacher's just trying to keep up with with Grayson. I mean, he blasts through all the work, and then he gets bored and distracted, and then he eventually gets in trouble, you know, when the teacher catches him not paying attention because he's already worked so far ahead of everybody. Yeah, and Logan, you know, my sweet, emotional boy, he just, he has zero attention span and interest for digital learning. You know, he likes some of the interactive stuff. There's a math program that they use and there's another one that has like story, like interactive stories and stuff and he loves that stuff and like the cutting and pasting and coloring and he likes all that but when the teacher, you know, is sitting down to explain something, he's just, he's on another planet. Um, And I have to constantly ask him, you know, what are you supposed to be doing? What are you supposed to be doing? And half the time he just, you know, just has no idea. I gotta be... You know, like right over his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, which is funny because now at the end of the day, Logan and Grayson get along much better because they've been apart so so much instead <laughs> of just being with each other all day. Um, but sometimes I have to literally be, you know, just off of the camera, like giving Logan's arm a squeeze. You know, just to make sure that he's paying attention. Because sometimes I can see him just, just fade out. And uh, it feels like I'm in school too, as I can't really, you know, leave the room. You know, try to maintain the household and try to potty train the three-year-old. That's yeah, a, a whole nother story. With Isaiah, he's. He's the most difficult, demanding, attention-seeking child that I love with all my heart. But he does try to be difficult about absolutely everything. And then he'll come up and just give you a big kiss and say, Daddy, kiss you. And it'll just melt your heart. You know, and, what's, and what's funny is... he's He's been the easiest of the three so far to potty train. I mean, the other two were absolute torture. I mean, they were, Logan and Grayson were so bad at potty training. When Isaiah was getting to the age, I was seriously debating on just hiring someone to fucking do it. It's like hiring someone to say, can you handle it? Can you just, you know, make sure peas and poops in the toilet? And he still has an issue with pooping because he's just been constipated his whole life. And I'm sure once he's an adult or he has puberty, he'll appreciate me talking about this on the show. He just, he has this weird, I don't want to call it a phobia, but this weird issue with pooping in the toilet. He has no problem pooping in his underwear. Which we've, like he knows he's not supposed to be in diapers anymore. But he's he's just not ready for underwear. Like I've tried it and tried it, and all he does is just shit in them all day. And the pull-ups he does better; he shits in it like fifty percent of the time. Yeah, the other times I can get him to the toilet in time. The only bad thing about the pull-ups is that he can get them off on his own. And if I'm not vigilant, I find little floor nuggets, you know, sprinkled about the house. And he's just been. He's been all about me like the last like month. any issue he has he comes to me. You know, he won't let Cynthia help him with anything you know, if he has trouble sleeping, I'm the one he's calling out for and it's like and some people are listening, and they're going, oh, and I tell you it's it's cute at first, but then it's like you know I can't even go to the bathroom, and I'm not even talking about a nice, healthy poop. Just trying to have a quick pee in between, you know, housework and school, and like my own school. It's just, get interrupted with daddy, 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 daddy. It just reminds me of when Isaiah was a baby, and most of the time no one else can get him to fall asleep. I had to hold him in this little, you know, like the same way you would hold a newborn and just walk around the house because he liked the motion and he wouldn't let me sit down wouldn't let me stop bouncing him and sometimes this would be for like up to an hour so you can imagine that my fucking shoulders would be on fire at the end of it but it's you know I'm hoping in another few months he will have mastered this just like he mastered the speech therapy which he's actually graduated from um I am gonna try to work out the details on getting an interview with Hannah, his speech therapist. Now that she's not technically his speech therapist anymore, there's no kind of legal contract. So I'm gonna see what I can do to to get her on the show as my my first guest. She's, you know, a very interesting person. Um who's had a very interesting life and for being only I don't know I want to say she's like 19 20 I mean she's practically a fetus but uh, yeah she's incredible with kids especially with my difficult impatient son is you know has the patience of a saint with him so I would love to to have her on the show so I'm going to you know shout out to her cuz we're still in contact with her because she was you know was such a part of our life for over a year almost 2 years um so yeah, but he finally graduated. He gets, he gets evaluated every now and then, and after this last evaluation, he met all the the milestones he needed to meet, where he didn't need to, you know, be in speech therapy anymore. You know, we all got a little emotional. You know, I'm very proud of him. He's talking so much more, and he's not just repeating. You know, he's understanding. He's understanding like tenses, past, present, and future. He understands, you know, when to use them. And sometimes he messes it up in a way that's so cute, I almost don't want to correct him. But, uh... We're all still... Holding it down, as many of you out there. I'm sure are just trying to hold it together. Because this... Fucking pandemic is just is making everything worse. I'm sure there's very few situations where somebody's going to say, oh, thank God for this pandemic. <laughs> um, you know, besides exposing most of the Trump supporters. But it's just, you know, little problems become big problems because we don't have any way to distract ourselves from it. I mean, part of the one of the hard parts of these kids is is keeping them active because we're all trying to come out of this this pandemic thinner than when we went into it. You know, my kids—they love the the playground I built. You know, but it's just—it's so fucking hot in my neighborhood. Um, you're allowed to have a fence, but the only fence you're allowed to have is the white vinyl PVC fence. I'm not sure how you say it I believe the V in PVC is vinyl so whatever the fuck it's called which, you know, looks nice on the brochures for the neighborhood but because it's white it reflects all of the heat off of it back into the yard so the backyard where the playground is is always 10 to 15 degrees hotter than the front yard where all the cars are thankfully summer's almost over Or it is over now and fall is kicking in. Soon the air is gonna be chill and crisp, filled with the scent of pumpkin spice and freshly raked leaves. People will be out and about in their cozy sweaters and light jackets. And the colours of fall will be everywhere, and the trees and the decorations on people's houses, even in the menus of some restaurants will change with the season. Except I won't experience any of that because I live in fucking Florida. Florida doesn't have seasons. I think it's hilarious that my fellow Floridians on social media are talking about how they can't wait for sweater weather. Are you fucking moving? Because that's really the only way you're going to get it. Fuck, it's going to be unlivable, unlivable in like 30 years in this state. Because we have ruined the earth. I mean, every year, like the, the weather people are like, this is the hottest year ever. And we know because we've been counting... For a hundred years, <laughs> and every year it gets fucking hotter, you know, just like I guess I'm just excited for the two weeks out of the year where it'll maybe get a little chilly, and my kids can play outside without having to be covered in heat shielding like they're re-entering the fucking atmosphere, and the heat is just oppressive it just it just pushes you down into the ground. Like the way you just magnify an ant with a magnifying lens. Plus the humidity. In Florida, it's like the entire state is just a fucking swamp. And the humidity is like it makes the air so thick it leaves everything so fucking moist. You know, and if we live closer to the beach it'd be amazing. All three of my boys all love the water. They're all water boys. I know it would break all the grandma's hearts if we moved. Moving on, my own school is going surprisingly well. Straight A's so far, even in math. No one's more surprised by that than me. Though it's still the first semester, taking five classes because of a weird credit situation. Usually, four classes is full time, but because I can't do anything easy. Plus, I decided, you know, after the deadline, of course. To change my major because graphic design sucks, and I just I realized you know—I looked into all the classes upcoming, and I'm just gonna fucking hate it. So I'm changing my major to yeah, it's called, like, new media communications with a focus in mobile journalism. It's like I like to get my opinions out there. I like to talk. I like to tell a story. Seem kind of natural. Instead of going the traditional bachelor's degree journalism route because I'm not going to work in a newspaper because nobody reads newspapers anymore. And by the time I finish school anyway, they probably won't exist. But hey, who knows? I'm still struggling with my diet. By struggling, I mean I just shove whatever I want into my face. Yeah, I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm looking like a half melted marshmallow. Listen, here's here's the root of my problem. I I love food more than I hate being fat. And that's the equation I'm trying to to shift to the other end. Trying to tip that rain stick over and hear those pounds just trickling off. So we'll see. That's, you know, slow going. I guess the point is you keep trying. On to a more depressing note. Um, A few of you that know me personally know that I have had um, an older brother. Uh, And he died a couple of weeks ago. His name was Shannon. He was 50 years old. He... uh, Even when it's somebody you're not as close as you should be, the grief will still sneak up on you. He was uh, in and out of drugs and rehab his whole life. I mean, he almost... Lost his arm from an infected needle stick. You know, there's a lot of bad blood from from years ago. And he uh, and we had reconciled a bit back in what was this 2007, 2008. I had even entertained the idea of of moving up there. Up to New England, he was he was in New Hampshire. The summers would have been fucking milder. Then uh, Dad got sick to the point where he wasn't getting better, and as as much of a falling out as Shannon and I had, he and Dad had just like it. in reckons it. I can't even say the word trying not to get too emotional. But they had, I'm not going to give the details of the situation, but it was a bad situation between those two. And they didn't talk for probably 20 years. And when Dad was dying, I, one of the last times, it was the last time, I talked to Shannon on the phone. And I had literally begged him. You know, call dad. You know, he has days. You know, just just call him. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to say anything. But I love you. That's all you have to say. And he wouldn't do it. He was too stubborn. That Bamford stubbornness. And then I... Washed my hands of him. After that, that was the last time I talked to him. I mean, I've you know, we were Facebook friends, but like, you know, that's not worth anything. At least not to me. And, uh, I mean, I've had more. <laughs> I've had more interaction with his children in the last 10 years than I have with him. I have two beautiful nieces who have beautiful children of their own, and I never met them in person. And I have a younger niece and nephew that, you know, are too young for children. But, uh, you know, I never met any of them. You know, I'm, I'm a grand uncle, which sounds weird and makes me feel old. But, you know, I have a nephew and, and three nieces. You know, two of them have their own kids. And I've never seen them in person. All I have is that shitty social media connection. You know, once this god-awful pandemic is over, I do plan on going up north to visit them. You know, maybe show them about a proper melanoma from Florida. But it's just instead of instead of happy memories of Shannon I just have regret and he wasn't uh, he wasn't the best father to his kids you know, nor the best brother but I wasn't the best brother either and I should have called I should have tried harder and now I have to live with that I uh, it's hard because I just even before I had kids I just I can't abide a deadbeat dad I don't understand I mean, especially now that I have kids and you know, I am uninterested in a life without them And I, I can't, I can't put myself in the shoes of someone that will willingly walk away from their children. I don't uh, I don't get it. You know, and I understand that he, he had his addictions and he had his problems. But I mean, my parents got divorced when I was eight. You know, my dad didn't disappear. You know, my dad was far from perfect, but we saw him whenever we wanted. We were there every weekend. He he never missed a birthday. He never missed a graduation or a holiday. I can call him whenever I wanted. He would call me whenever he wanted. I just don't understand why that's so hard, why somebody can just give that up. I think some people just, they can't let go of themselves. They can't not be the center of their own universe, be the center of their own life. But when you have kids, that life isn't yours anymore. You have this little creature that just depends on you for everything. And you just do the fucking work. So maybe a part of me would never forgive him for that. As much as I would still like to, you know, tell him that I love him. I just don't understand how you can have such a beautiful family and leave it. You know, I can understand that marriages don't work out. I mean, God forbid if anything happened between me and Cynthia, I'd be devastated. But it's just... The relationship I have with my kids can never be replaced. Anyway... If you can't tell real ready for this fucking year to be over (sighs) on a brighter note because we're crazy we decided to get another dog and we got this dog shortly after shannon died so maybe i was trying to fill a void You know, I missed having a dog. Um, I spoke about the issues that we had with the last dog, the Golden Retriever, which was... I mean, that dog was kind of an asshole, but it was mostly my fault. So I'm trying to have a second chance with this dog. I'm trying to get past my own anger problems. You know, using this dog as, I guess for lack of a better phrase, a therapy dog. Even though he's kind of an asshole too. <laughs> I once heard a saying that says, uh, Uh, If you go throughout your day and you run into an asshole in the morning, you just ran into an asshole. But if you run into assholes all day, then you're the asshole. (laughs) So maybe it's me. But so far, you know, I really love this dog. We decided to get a beagle this time. Uh, We got him. He was three months old. We named him Toby. We had a, you know a decent-sized list of, of parent-approved names. I don't want the kids calling him, you know, shitball or something. But, uh, you know, the kids, that was the one they decided on. And I mean? And the kids love him, um, despite all of the, the nibbles from the teething, which is thankfully he's already getting better at. Now instead of, like, Just literally fucking biting you all the time. He just... will kind of just put his mouth on you. And because his little teeth are so sharp, your natural instinct is to pull away so everybody's all scratched up. Now granted, let me rephrase. He's getting better about... Chewing on people. I think his current goal is to chew on... Every object on Earth. I mean, furniture... You know, any any kind of toy. This dog has a hundred fucking toys. But if the kids drop a Pokemon in the middle of the floor, it's got teeth marks in it in five seconds. This dog was chewing in the walls. And not the corner of the wall. Like you would think, just the flat part of the fucking wall. He had his face mushed up against the side of it. Just trying to chew the wall. And uh, Isaiah was, was terrified at first. And that stems from about... A month ago, I want to say a month, a month ago, uh, my brother in law, you know, Frankie, came over and, and hung out with the kids, and we went for a walk down to the mailbox, which is, I mean, the other side of the neighborhood. I mean, we're not that fucking lazy. So we all, you know, went out for a walk. Um, there was a lady walking her dog, and she had a little dog. And my older kids, like, can we pet the dog? The lady said, sure, he loves everybody. You know, Isaiah goes to pet him, and the dog took like a lunging bite at my son's face. Which the lady was lucky I didn't punt that fucking dog across the street. Which, of course, that terrified Isaiah. And then, you know, he's been terrified of Toby, but he's gotten much better. You know, I'll sit there with the dog in my lap. And he's he's pretty small, still. Uh, And that's one of the reasons I chose a beagle, is that at its full size, it's not going to grow into some fucking horse dog. You know, and plus their temperament is usually better with kids. and you know, he's less likely to... Supposedly less likely to destroy my house, but we'll fucking see. But, uh, you know, but I'll sit on the floor, you know, with the, the dog in my lap, and I'll be petting him, and then Isaiah will come over and kind of pet him a little bit, so everybody's, you know... And Logan, and, you know, Logan loves everything. I mean, Logan's the kid that... He had a ladybug on his hand... And then the ladybug jumped away, and then Logan cried because he missed his ladybug friend. So, I mean, he's he's all heart. So, Logan, you know, is immediately in love with his dog. Lo- I knew he was going to be so happy that I took him out of school early that day. I mean, I took him out of school, I just logged him off early. <laughs> I told his teacher we had an appointment, which we kind of did. And he was just so excited to go get this dog, and it's you know, it's going better than expected. You know, but hey, you know, since it wasn't difficult enough to toilet train a three-year-old, let's add a puppy into it also. You know, and he's he has his little puppy pads that we're going to slowly break him of because I don't want him pissing in the house. But he also he goes outside. (laughs) He'll still go outside unless it's raining. Which in Florida, that's a gamble on every fucking day. you never know because my yard's a fucking swamp in the backyard anyway, but uh you know what I tried to you know take him a certain way when we go for a walk, and I try to rush past you know my neighbor Fernando's house, and for some reason, Toby's always trying to shit to Fernando's yard. And his kids are always outside playing, so I'm trying to, to keep the dog from doing that because I'm trying to pick him up. I don't just leave him there. I'm not one of those assholes. I have my little baggies. But still, it's like it's hard to get it all. And he's a puppy, so they're all mushy. I'm afraid, what a, you know, Fernando's going to step in it and be like, Hey, remember that time you, you know, helped me from having my house burned down? You know, here's some warm dog shit in your yard. I knew that uh, the beagles were more vocal than most dogs. But um, did you know that their bark sounds like a woman screaming? Neither did I. So now my neighbors will think I'm a serial killer whenever the dog gets excited. I'll just tell everyone I'm getting ready for Halloween. Well, speaking of Halloween, since this is the year of no chill, there will most likely be no trick-or-treating. So here's the uh, the idea that Cynthia and I are working on. Uh, we're going to make sure they have costumes. And not like some cheap shit. We're going to try to get them decent costumes as if they were going out. Um, the plan is they will come to our door. And we will have decorated the inside of the house. Not like a full haunted house because, you know, daddy's busy. But uh, we'll have, you know, lots of decorations. All the inflatables that we would put in the yard, we'll set up those in the house. Obviously, the dog will probably be at, you know, dog sitters that day. You know, we'll, and my plan is, to, you know, hide candy all over the house. Treat it like, you know, the Easter egg hunt. Have, like, some games or something they can play. Do something in the backyard. Just let them enjoy, let them enjoy the Halloween. You know, I don't give a shit about Halloween. I know some people go crazy for Halloween. I don't really care about Halloween. I'm more of a Thanksgiving guy. But uh, I'm not gonna... I don't want to take this away from them. You know, because... I want to get them good costumes. Because my kids will wear costumes year-round. I mean, at least every other day. If somebody's dressing up as Mario... Or, you know, Gecko from PJ Masks... Or, or what the fuck ever. You know, we have a little... Like this little mini dresser thing in, in one of their closets with all their costume things, especially right after Halloween, when like all these random pieces of costumes are so left in the stores, you get them for like thirty-five cents or whatever. We'll buy all that shit you know, Just throw it in the bin. They can wear whatever they want. But uh, you know, I don't want to take this experience away from them. I don't want to say, you know, remember how much fun you had last year. Yeah, we're not doing that this time. Yeah, and we we need to remember, myself included. We need to remember to have some patience with them, and remember that there was a day back in March, where we brought these kids home from school and never took them back. You yeah, know, for the most part, some people are sending their fucking kids back, and some of them are getting sick. I mean, I just I'm not going to tell anyone how to parent their kids. because me and Cynthia I didn't think it was safe enough to send the kids back. And there was a good-sized group at my kids' school who now had to quarantine because they got exposed. But that'll be the show. Um, I'm going to try to do this again next week. But I think we both know I'm pretty unreliable with my timetable. Because like I said, daddy's busy. Um, but I will try to keep a better schedule with the show. Especially because I'm trying to do some kind of journalism thing. So here's to to hoping we could finish out this awful year without any more plot twists. And I will see you next time.